FYI, and I don't mean fake news, this podcast contains huge spoilers. Hey. Take two. Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode 258 of the podcast. 258? Are we really there? Of the podcast that goes Nick. You can't talk. We haven't even done 250 yet. We Uh, have to do 250 before we we do 260. That's my my soft promise. In my head, we're still at 249. Every uh, episode, 249. What a, <laughs> I'm the person that refuses to admit their age. 249. I'm 21 again. For the 19th time. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, these annoying voices you're hearing are Jason and Denise Venable, oh, your lovely up. hostesses. With the most assistance. Not Twinkies. Not cupcakes. But ding dogs. I'm a cupcake. You are. You're my cupcake. Uh, darn skippy. Anyway, we are here to talk about Marvel Legacy with a very special return. I'm high on Sharpie. <laughs> Why are you high? Quit sniffing them. Well, I can't help it. <laughs> <laughs> Time for an intervention, folks. I don't get high on Sharpie. I'm worried about my wife. <laughs> All she does is sniff Sharpies and eat pieces of tire. <laughs> Did you ever see that episode of the woman that ate? Like, Yeah, she had it on. I, I hate those shows. <laughs> it was so gross. And she's like, these are toxic. <laughs> I haven't pooped in three months. <laughs> <laughs> Some people just don't. No, no, and they do know, and she knew. Yeah, and they know, but they don't. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> no, she knew. She was like, "But it's so good. It's, it's tangy, and it burns on the way down." <laughs> there's a psychological defect there. Ugh. <laughs> but I don't sniff sharpie, and you shouldn't sniff sharpie. No, ladies and gentlemen, just say no. Just say when no. Your, when your friends in first grade are peering, pressuring you to sniff a snarf, sniff a snarfy, <laughs> ship, ship, ship a snarfy, snarf. Shiving a sh- what? A ship, 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 <laughs> ship, 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 ship your sharpie. You're shiving a sharpie. I think that must be whiffing over here. I think we're getting a t- contact high from your sharpies. <laughs> I'm doing Ethan's napkin. Yes. In case you didn't know, in case you don't follow her on Twitter, which you should. You get a napkin can't a tell day. you her Twitter address. Um, <laughs> but yes, napkins. Uh, why don't you sniff right into that microphone, please? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> the return of the germs. That's the return we're celebrating. Yes, we're going to talk about Marvel Legacy. Big time. Big stuff going on. But... Before we get to that, we gotta <laughs> we gotta wrap up generations. Did I read that one? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I was like, <laughs> but you know, it is the end of the generation series, and 
Wolverine is in it for a minute, though she has no lines. Aww. But um, anyway, this is Generations The Americas number one, featuring our two Captain Americas. And fitting that Sam and Steve would wrap up our Generations kind of mini event. Um, you know, it was a few issues ago we found out what the vanishing point was, and it was Kubik or Kubik, Stanley Kubrick. Yeah, um, Stanley Kubrick back from the dead to make movies that some people love and some people fall asleep to. Um, that would be me, right? I tend to like most of them. I don't know. You like The Shining, don't you? Yes. Yeah. Probably not as much as the other stuff, but I don't see you being a clockwork orange fan. Really? Oh, okay. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I've never seen I- it. <laughs> I'm basing my opinion purely on the Welcome to the Jungle music video. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say something shocking. Um, <coughs> right into the mic. <coughs> I'm choking. I need a drink. Anyway, I think Full Metal Jacket is extremely overrated. Send all hate mail to cyber26 at gmail.com. <laughs> Don't give my email address. Here, sniff a Sharpie. Anyway, the two captains, the two Americas. <clears throat> this is written by Nick Spencer with art by Paul Renoir or Renault. I don't know. See, even Max is ashamed of you. Wait a minute. Anyone want a dog? I've been getting on my last nerves lately. Just kidding, Maxie. I love you. I couldn't imagine my house without you and your barking and scratching and scarring at my arm. And constant licking. <laughs> but he's a great dog. Very loyal. Loves me to death, and I love him back. And he loves our boys. Yes, he does. protect them he with great his with own our life. Boys. Possibly a little bit racist. But <laughs> <laughs> he always barks at Indian people. It's weird. We don't know where he came from. He could have... Oh, that'll... Let's not go down that road. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yes. The poor dog has been... We're his third home. Yes. That we know of. That we know of. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, Laura Martin does the colors. The <laughs> We're not going to get any comic talk done tonight. We're too silly. Um, letters by VCs Joe Caramagna. And the cover, of course, is by Paul Renault as well. I like this cover quite a bit. You can comment on the cover. We have a World War II scene with old Steve Cap and Bucky and some World War II soldiers charging into a battle. But then we also have modern day Sam Wilson, Captain America, flying in behind him. So I've discovered, and it's just a phase in my artistic point of life right now. Mm-hmm. I don't like it when they don't draw horizon lines. I feel like everyone's just floating in a giant, like... Well, it's an action shot. Lava. Lava. Ooh. Hot lava. Anyway, so in this book, real fast, because I don't want to waste too down. I want to get to Legacy, but I do want to talk about this, too. Um, Sam is being interrogated by Not Shield, the the not-so-secret replacement of Shield. Um... And they're trying to figure out what happened during this time when they disappeared. We all know they went to the vanishing point, our legacy heroes, which would be Ironheart, Miles, 
Sam, Amadeus, Carol, Kamala, Jane, and Laura. Uh, that'd be... Oh, I should have said Riri. I broke, I broke theme. Anyway, uh, Ironheart, Spider-Man, Captain America, Totally Awesome Hulk, Captain Marvel, Miss Marvel, Thor, and Wolverine. All went to, to see their, their legacy counterparts. Ooh, there's that word again, legacy. Um, mm. And have some time to kind of get to know them for a minute and revisit a point in not time, not space. Just kind of learn a lesson, right? But Sam turns out and goes back to World War II. And instead of running into Steve right away, he, Kovic like lets him live like a whole life. And it's really interesting. And he's still like enlisted in the war and still does his wings. He actually invents his wings and becomes the man in the air. And it's funny, he paints his shield green. Now it's funny also too because his uniform he wears, which is basically a green version of his Captain America uniform, looks a lot like Hydra Cap, which I thought was interesting. A lot like steve But um, anyway, he flies around and actually meets Steve, uh, gives him some advice, and we kind of get this chicken and egg thing where it turns out they inspire each other, right? Interesting. So, um, so Steve gets really inspired by Sam, but of course Steve will grow up to inspire Sam. And then we, so he comes back from the war, becomes a preacher like his dad. I thought that was pretty cool. He becomes a little minister. Um, has a family, which is something that was denied to him by his superhero life to a degree, and grows old. And in this kind of experience he has in The Vanishing Point, he even gets to see himself like be born and become the Falcon. But he stays Sam Wilson. There's, like, there's two Sam Wilsons. There's the Sam Wilson that knows the future and the Sam Wilson that is living in that kind currently. So I thought that was interesting. Um... And old Sam, not Falcon, meets Steve again later after he un, after he thaws out from Popsicle Steve. Um, and they have a conversation. And it's a really touching conversation. And anyway, I just kind of walk through some Marvel Since history. When did Cobra Commander pop into the... That was Baron Zemo. Oh, sorry. Yeah. It does look like Cobra Commander. Anyway, he's getting ready to die. He's going to have a nice full life. And that's when he comes back. And we figure out that COVID gave him like this whole lifetime and no one else got that. Everyone else has got kind of these brief moments. Oh, you know who wasn't in the first picture of Legacy that we had books for? Young Gene and Kate Bishop. Oh, we don't need anything for Young Gene. (laughs) It's a good book, I'm telling you. Mm -hmm. Um, Anyway, so Sam's like, he kind of decides they're going to go to an old diner. And they go to an old diner and hang out. And Laura hangs out and eats a milkshake. Doesn't say anything the whole time. <laughs> and then we get kind of the end. Um, and Sam th- decides, you know, he can't give the shield back to Steve because Steve's kind of like trying to figure out what he's going to do next. So he, he finds Steve and he throws the shield. And in the, the shield, there's a note. And it says, Dear Steve, when you handed me this shield, you said you had a mission for me. Now, I've got one for you. You're going to overcome this. I know you have your doubts. You wonder if you can earn back their trust, inspire them again. And I'm telling you, you will. You're going to be the hero they need, the one they always hoped for. I bet my life on it. That was really cool. It's showing once again that Sam's one of the coolest cats in the Marvel Universe. Um, I really enjoyed this story. I am going to miss him 
as Captain America. I really, really enjoyed him as Captain America. And I like, it's not a one or the other. I think they're both great Captain Americas, but I am going to miss Sam. Um, but he's going to go back to being the Falcon, kind of do his own thing for a while. And we know that Steve's going to have that kind of journey across America trying to re uh, reinvent himself or kind of get back to the basics of what Captain America is supposed to be since his um, doppelganger tried to destroy the country. Um, so anyway, that should be interesting. But um, I thought the art was really good. I thought the story was really nice. I overall really, really enjoyed Generations. Um, I would give this book five out of six claws. Not enough Wolverine, but you know, can't be in all of them. So anyway, Legacy. The book we've all been waiting for, I guess, right? Right. Um, I was actually pretty excited about it. I knew that it was going to be by Aaron and Ribbick, and that's always exciting. Where are the ding-dong credits in this book? (laughs) (laughs) Max just answered it for you. All right, here we are, written by Jason Aaron, with art by Asad Ribbick and Steve McNiven. Color art by Matthew Wilson. And then we have additional artists, which you could also call promotional artists, if you want to, uh, by Chris Samney, Russell Dodderman, Alex Malieve, Ed McGinnis, Stuart Eminen, and Wade Van Grabiger. Pepe Larraz, Jim Chung, Daniel Acuna, Greg Landon J. Shh, listen, listen. Mike Diodato Jr., and David Marquez. Woo! It's a mouthful. Letters by VC's Corey Pettit. Woohoo! Covered by Joe Quesada, Kevin Nolan, and Richard Eisenhove. Um, really? I thought it was all Quesada. That part definitely is. The one I have is all Quesada. And it doesn't say variant covers because there's a whole other list of variant covers. I don't know. Maybe uh, Kevin Nolan helped ink. Eisenhove probably did. Or maybe he did colors this time. I don't know. Anyway, say you like one, one, two, three, like four gatefold cover of Quesada's styling of our Marvel heroes. Oh, wow. I didn't even notice that. Oh, <laughs> you're observant. Um, of course, front and center is Captain America, uh, Steve Rogers, and Carol Danvers. But flanked by lots of heroes. Here, let's see if I can get them all. Okay. Starting well, from left to right. Yeah. Storm. Storm, why would she, Time out. Proof that she can look awesome in pants. Doesn't have to wear those stupid go-go boots. All right, go ahead. Storm. Thor. Daredevil. Mm-hmm. Uh, I already told you. Carol Danvers, Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel. Hulk. Captain America. Scarlet Witch. She's on the shield. Oh, Ant-Man. Uh-huh. Wasp. Yeah. Uh, Iron Man. Uh huh. Doctor Strange. Yeah. Black Panther. Yeah. Uh, Spider Man. Uh huh. Where is that? On the dog. She was in the Avengers movies. Oh, uh. Skojo. Uh, what? Um. <laughs> Scarlett Johansson. Yes. Black Widow. Yeah. But why is she on the Narnia dog? That's Lockjaw, and she just needed somewhere to sit. Oh, okay. She's also dead, maybe, possibly. So I don't know if this cover is supposed to be a giveaway or just a tease. Um, 
but we will see. We'll talk more about that in a minute. Um, when we start off, first of all, with some awesome art. I love Esau Rubik. Um, one million years ago, Earth, the Stone Age, and someone's talking about legacy. There's that word again. Legacy. And we see Monir laying on the ground, and some cavemen try to pick it up, and of course, they cannot. Uh, drinking game alert. Every time you hear the word legacy, take a shot. Okay. I'm pretty sure in two of these panels, you can see the caveman's dingles. Um, <laughs> what? Well, they're from between his butt cheeks hanging down is one. Wait, 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 wait. wait. Okay. You need the digital copy so you can zoom in and see some little peepees. <laughs> Do we have it? No. I mean, I could. I can upload it. I think you're right. Yeah, and I think in that one, you see it in the shadow when he's bending over. Yep. Yep. The little dingles are out <laughs> in the caveman's. Um, this comic is not only... Their uh, men did not stay in the cave. <laughs> this comic is anatomically correct. Yeah. Wait, you say anatomically? <laughs> like it has the right atoms? No, like my nose is stuffed up. Oh, okay. All right, so anyway, we see young Odin looking pretty badass walking around with his big old beard and his Thor helmet. Um in his barbaric Asgardian robe, and he's going to come for the hammer. But someone's giving him a hard time, and he keeps losing the hammer. And it's Ancient Phoenix. Not in Jean Grey, but in another okay, good. prehistoric I like, redhead. I don't like it if it's Jean Grey. <laughs> no, just the Phoenix has a type. Oh. Red hair, no, don't care. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um... Anyway, so she's giving Odin a hard time that he can't control the hammer, and it's he can't pick it up. Control but it's, your hammer. <laughs> stop, hammer time. But it's hard <laughs> for him to pick <laughs> up. <laughs> and we meet the prehistoric Avengers, which I thought there was going to be a lot more of them in this story, so I was a little disappointed. But maybe there's more to come. I still can't tell if this is a one-shot or the first part or where the story continues, but we'll talk about that at the end, I guess. Anyway, they're gonna they're here to battle a deranged what I'm guessing is drunk celestial. Um, we have an ancient prehistoric Black Panther. We have a star brand, which is, of course is the power that defends the earth. We have an ancient iron fist. We have an ancient sorcerer supreme. And we have a ghost rider who rides a flaming woolly mammoth that we don't get to see that. We saw that in the promotional ad. Now the woolly man was already dead. Oh. Yeah. What a jip. <laughs> woolly mammoth. Woolly mammoth. I was looking forward to seeing that in action. But didn't get to. It's not yet. Sorry. Um, but the celestial has slain the woolly mammoth of vengeance. And prehistoric ghost riders P.O.'d. Our heroes are Avengers of a million B.C., I'm going to take the Celestial on. And so they do. And some pretty great art. Um, then we come to present day, have a different artist. I'm not sure which one of these it is. That could be McNiven, maybe. What are my other options? Uh, no, not him. No, not him. Could be Pepe Larraz, maybe. I don't know. I guess I could see who, or it could be Dave Mark. I don't know. I'm not going to quit saying who it could be because I'm going to sound like an idiot when I'm wrong. I was going to say, why don't you just name all of them and then you'll eventually yeah. get one. Yeah, I'll get one right. And we meet our modern current ghost writer. 
he fell asleep in his car. But he's not in Kansas or L.A. anymore. He's in South Africa. And so he drives around with his uh, guy liner. Um, now, have we seen this character before? Yeah, this is the one Ethan loves. Oh, okay. Yeah, but I'm pro- I'll probably let him read this later. Um, even with the dingles. <laughs> the caveman dingles. He um, does have the body, or has the same anatomy, so it shouldn't right. matter. Yeah. So, um, but Ghost Rider in his car gets shot by the Star Brand, which is not the Star Brand I remember from Jonathan Hickman's run, I don't think. Um, but he's shooting powers, and he's going to keep the Ghost Rider away, and he knows who the Ghost Rider is. The car runs him over, we get a nice panel of Ghost Rider flaming up. <laughs> and then we go back to Jotunheim, Realm of the Giants, by Russell Dodderman and Loki is leading an army of reject frost giants on a mission to get a crate. And he sends them to a shield storage facility to get this crate. Crate 41939. Y'all remember that number. It's important. It is. 1939. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I was supposed to know something and I don't. I'm going to say Fantastic Four is the four. And 39, when was, uh, when did Captain America number one come out? Let's Google this right quick. Well, I look at fake news about Tom Petty's maybe or maybe not death. That's not something to joke about. I'm not joking. It's sad. It is annoying that we either got bad news or no, it was bad news either way. But fake news. Fake news. Yes, <laughs> I was trying not to say fake news. Um, oh no, it was forty-one. So I don't know what thirty-nine would be. Maybe that's when uh, Marvel started. I don't know. I know it's significant. Something happened in thirty-nine. Anyway, um, this that's a great number. Um, and there's a classified location, and the Frost Giants go there, but they call in reinforcements. And it's Thor and Sam Wilson and his Captain America duds for the last time, he says. It's not the last time. I thought the book before this was the last time. And the book before this takes place before this. That's why I talked about it first. Oh. <laughs> you should share these things with me <laughs> off, off mic. mic. Nah. <laughs> um, so anyway... Um, Ironheart shows up, and there's some nice little dialogue here. They got a some nice banter. Um, banter. Jane and Sam talk about making out later. Ironheart's kind of grossed out, but then she's excited to be an Avenger. So they fight some frost giants in the facility. Um, we see Steve on the road in a Midwest or it looks like Southwest American diner, um, trying to figure out what he's going to do. He's seeing things on the news. And he's making a plan. And we see Odinson and Asgard, or as sorry, Asgardia now. Um, and there's a, there's a, a person. Um, yeah, he jumps off the rainbow bridge. Yeah, he dies. saw something terrible. It says Mangog is coming, which Thor fans will know what that means. Um, pretty formidable adversary. Then we go to Stark facility, 
Mary Jane is monitoring, and Stark's Tony Stark's comatose body just disappears. <gasps> Up and disappears. Poof. Yeah. So a promo for the search for Tony Stark storyline that happens very, very soon. Um, yeah, so the Captain America storyline uh, is kind of a kickoff to that. So here's where we kind of start the promo portion of the book. <laughs> where we get a bunch of segues into what's going to happen to these characters in their upcoming legacy series. Um, but then we go back to the fight between Starbrand and Ghost Rider. They fight some more. Lots of fighty-fighty. Um, Starbrand's not cool. He shoots some dudes, vaporizes them. We see Deadpool. Um, he's kind of funny. Gets shot up. And then we see Doctor Strange and Iron Fist. Uh, almost get visited by Norman Osborn. He's searching for magic. Um, Avengers Mansion. Um, and Nadi is there, and I don't know. We see his statue. But I can't tell if that's supposed to signify something or just signifying that, you know, the original Avengers might be coming back. I don't know. I think it's uh, foretelling. Foretelling. I was trying to figure out if something was different on the statue, but I don't think it is. Um, then we go back to our fight in the warehouse, our three Avengers versus the Frost Giants. Uh, Riri forgets the Avengers assemble line. Uh, Thor makes fun of the Avengers assemble line. Uh, she says, I prefer something about smiting. <laughs> and one of the Frost Giants finds the crate that Loki wants. Then we get another promo by Jim Chung with uh, Johnny Storm, the Human Torch, and the Thing. Of course, we know they're about to go search for the fan- rest of the Fantastic Four. That's going to be their storyline coming up. So we see that. Uh, then we see what I the biggest surprise to me for the book. Of all the kind of things that were in here, a lot of them were kind of spoiled. This one was not. So we see there's going to be an intergalactic empire of Wakanda, which I kind of love and kind of worries me. And why is that? Well, let me say this. I think it's awesome. I think the idea that there's this like intergalactic empire in the stars of Wakanda is great. If it turns out that the Black Panther and his nation of Wakanda just spread like they sent people into space and started some colonies and stuff like that that's really awesome if it turns out that like Wakanda is the most advanced nation on earth because they're from another planet I won't like that as much not not saying it's terrible and just I think it, it robs a little bit of the richness of the idea the idea of that Wakanda is this African nation that was just as good as all the Western nations, just as advanced, more so, you know, um, but still kept his culture. It was just a, it's a really cool idea. And so if they make that kind of otherworldly, not as much fun to me. But if they say, oh, yeah, we're so advanced, we went to space and started stuff, that's sweet. That, yeah, that so. is cool. But anyway, it looks great. Whatever, whatever it ends up being, Acunia's design is, is fantastic. Um, then we see the promo for the totally awesome Hulk book that already came out. Uh, Planet Hulk is calling their Hulk, but they can't find him. They find Amadeus instead. Um, blah, blah, blah. Um, Starbrand disintegrates because Ghost Rider now has the penance stare, which he never had. Before, he was possessed by his evil uncle, and that was his spirit. But now he has the spirit of vengeance. 
a change. Don't know if they'll explain it or just kind of go with it to connect into the other Ghost Riders, but it's interesting. So he continues to drive. Some archaeologists find this ancient celestial who's going to summon the final host. Our heroes in the warehouse capture the frost giants. And remember, which I forgot to mention, that the magnificent 41939 crate was not in the inventory. So after the fight, when they're checking everything, they don't notice it's missing because it was never logged anyway. Right. So this frost giant is sneaking away with it and gets run over by a beer truck, a big 18-wheeler. Looks great. And some beer falls out. And this frost giant's like, you know what? I'm going to kill this beer truck for running over me. <laughs> and he goes, you hear me, human? You are dead. And we see a guy in a cowboy hat and a white beard. He says, nah, mm. not no more, eh? <coughs> <coughs> Sorry for all the noisy podcasting. We're terrible. We're sick. We're sick. But he says, not no more, eh? He just stopped short of saying bub. This is a great picture. Um... He's in his wife Peter's all kind of beat up. He's got Falls. a Fitbit on. I had to laugh at that. Oh <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you know, when you come back from the dead, you don't want to die again. That's right. Uh, so you have the track Fitbit. your steps. But you know, even though you know who it is, they still kind of hide it. He's looking down. His face is in shadow, covered by his cowboy hat. I'm never a fan, a huge fan of him tucking his jeans into his cowboy boots, but I know people do that, so it's okay. I don't like it's, it. It's not my favorite look. Um, but then we turn the page, we get a full page splash of a snicked, and he's going to cut this frost giant. Now, are his claws coming out of the back of his forearm? They always do. Okay, but this looks like it comes out of, like, the meaty part up here. Oh, that's motion line. Is that what you're talking about? No, his no. his claws don't connect oh, okay. this to his arm. No, I thought they were drawing him from, oh. like, Back by his elbow. I was oh, like, right. Yeah, that um, is kind of, it's a weird motion line. But anyway, we get a nice little awesome snicked and he's back. And we might find out why. Maybe. <laughs> Not really yet, but we'll see. But we do get a cool page uh, by Diodato Jr. of Young Jean. For some reason, has come to visit our Logan, even though she's been talking to old man Logan. Um, and we see that the Admantium Shrine that he was made into has busted open. It's really like, like split an Easter in half. egg. Yeah. Oh, resurrection. There you go. Mm. And it's empty. The, the the Adamantium tomb is empty. Is there a Tootsie Roll in it there? It took more than three days, but um, what's her Tootsie Roll? <laughs> yes. Tootsie Roll. Tag team back again. Is that the right? No, that's the wrong song. Or maybe it is. I don't know. My 90s pseudo-hip-hop gets mixed up. Did we decide that even though he was encased in adamantium, that he actually died? That was how it was supposed to be, yeah. Because he had his healing. Oh, but he didn't have a healing factor. Well, he couldn't breathe. And he didn't have his healing factor at the time, yeah. Okay. Then one of my favorite scenes in the book. (laughs) Logan cracks open a beer. Hold my beer. Glugs it. And puts it inside the Frost Giant's open rib cage to keep it cold. thought that was great. He says, hey there, bubs. He opens the case and pulls out. uh, Which one's the blue infinity stone? Is that the soul stone? Is that the one that Gamora is looking for specifically? I don't know. Um, Oh, Google. Dear Google, please answer my prayer. 
what infinity Siri, what infinity stone is the blue one? Siri's not gonna know that. Is blue. It represents the ultra power force. Oh, the space stone. Maybe. That's in the movies anyway. Um <laughs> Infinity Gems. Marvel's Master Plan. An idiot's guide to the stone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all these are about the movies. I want to know in the comics. Anyway, I think it's a space stone, which is interesting that he would have the space stone. Um, Dang it, maybe I should look at up Infinity Gauntlet. This is great podcasting. I hope you're getting bored now. What are the six Infinity Stones? Where'd it go? All right. It's, I don't know how to say it, but the blue one is the Space Stone. Oh, it is Space Stone? Okay. So Logan capable, finds Capable this. of teleporting anything from one point in the universe to the other. Yeah. Interesting. Anyway, a great panel of Logan not really holding the Space Stone, kind of floating above his hand. So maybe that's not the stone. That, I guess maybe, he, I thought maybe it was the Soul Stone or the Life Stone that brought him back to life, but... Looks like something else happened here, but this is a great page of um, Logan standing with the stone. It's pretty great. Full page splash by Isad Ribic. And then we see Gamora with the Guardians. That are, of course, they're hunting the stones. That's what their new story is going to be. Then Loki finds the Celestial who's summoning the final host. Um, and then we see uh, Franklin and Valeria right now. Valerie, probably is you know Valeria. Sounds like an STD. I hate that. But um. Oh, actually, hang on. I'm sorry. I was wrong. They have a comic book. Oh. That's in the movies. The blue one is the time one. In the comic book, the blue one is the time gem. Oh, the okay. Interesting. So he has the time gem. Yeah. I'm not not really up to speed on my cosmic. I'm correcting that, dear listeners. I'm, you know, it's my trek through the Marvel reading goes oh yeah so the purple one's a soul one okay yeah. all right cool so logan has the time gym um anyway we know that our uh our fantastic family after secret wars went out to create start new universes new multiverses and so they're out exploring but valeria wants to go home and so i have a feeling they're on their way back and that is a legacy. What, what, how does the song go? You can't go home, but you can't stay here. <laughs> yes, you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. Yeah. Closing time. Anyway. Um, Legacies. I don't know. We haven't. No, 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 no. But I'm just going to stop you right there. Um, so what did you think of the art? I liked it. It wasn't my favorite, 
but I didn't hate oh, it. Oh, man. I'm sorry. No, that's fine. We're allowed to like it, different it, things. Okay, I will admit, I was overwhelmed by this book. I can see that. After I read I, I gave it to you before I read it. And after I read it, I was like, oh, um, <laughs> parts of this she'll get, parts of this she's not going to get. I, I won't lie, the whole ghostwriter thing, I was like, what? Well, so like the, they brought the character from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. into the comic <laughs> book? No, it was a comic first. I know that, but I don't read those books. So to me, it was like, what? And then I was, then of course, the stupid part of me was like, he doesn't look anything like his TV character. I don't know <laughs> if I like this. <laughs> yeah, but he was like the comic character. Yeah. Um, yeah, um, I thought, you know, a team of artists, of, hello, of different <laughs> levels. But, uh, of course, Rivik is one of my faves. I love his style. Um, you know, I, I like most of the other artists in here as well. Um, so, uh, overall, the art was pretty good, if not a little bit disjointed in some of the promotional opportunities. Um what do you think of the story overall? Oh, she's gone. She left me. I just need to blow my nose. Um, okay, so there was a lot of story going on. Mm-hmm. Some of it I felt like, I mean, I, I got the over arcing sense of what they were trying to do with all these characters right as far as we're bringing you all back together where captain america is being cap again and wolverine is gonna maybe be wolverine again and um so i i i saw where they were going with it but i also just kind of felt like did we need to cram all of this into one book (laughs) well it is an extra size book with extra cover so what, you paid an extra five bucks for it? No, uh, extra two bucks. Okay. <laughs> no, I just, I guess, and I meant to ask you after I read it, but, you know, obviously it's called Legacy. Right. So obviously they're pulling back all these classic characters, the Legacy characters, and doing something with them. Mm-hmm. So is is legacy going to be where all these classic characters are? Are we going to have giant sized books every week, every month? No, no, I don't think so. No. Um, some of them will be kind of returning to classic roles. Some of them will just be supporting characters. Some of them we don't know yet. Um, so at least as far as the characters in the generations books, none of them are going away immediately. Some of them might be changing roles, like Sam going back to being Falcon. Right. Um, the Thor storyline is still indeterminate. Uh, the new chapter that starts with issue 700 now as we return to legacy numbering um, is called The Death of the Mighty Thor. Um, so So wait, we bring back Wolverine just to kill off Thor? Well, no, I th- the question will be who will be Thor. Will it be Jane or will it be Odinson? Um and, you know, I, I was talking to Dan and Georgie about it offline, or actually online, but not on air. Um, <laughs> but, um, you know, as long as it's 
part of Aaron's overarching story and it feels organic. I would really, really miss Jane, but I could live with it, maybe. I don't know. I, now that I say it out loud, I'm not sure. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, I kind of like the dynamic of uh, Jane as Thor and Odinson as just kind of this drunk uh, vagabond trying to restore his honor. Um, anyway, uh, so we'll see. We know that Bruce is back in a way, at least. Um, so we're going to have you know, possible multiple Hulks. Um, you know, we'll, we'll talk about Wolverine in a minute. So, um, so basically this book has kind of a, a through story and then a bunch of little snippets that are really just commercials. Right. I mean, they're glorified commercials and they're not, not saying that's bad. That's just supposed to be real about what it is. Um, okay. <laughs> you know, the, the Steve's little page and, like the Black Panther page. I felt like it was yeah. it was interesting, but it was fil- filler. Right, yeah. It was just to get you excited about what's going to happen, which I don't think Acuna is on step for that book, so I'm really curious to see where this plays out because Leonard Kirk is taking over Black Panther from, uh, you know, he's been on All New Wolverine lately. Um, so I'm really curious to, to see what happens with that. Um Anyway, there's this search for the Celestial, and Loki gets to him, so that's probably bad news. And there's a search for the Time Stone, which Logan gets, our resurrected Logan. And that's the main story. And, you know, the fight, I think there's going to be some kind of connection with Ghost Rider and Starbrand to these original Avengers, if you will, from prehistoric days. Right. I thought we were going to see a lot more of them. But I also thought Legacy was a miniseries, and now there's no light to be continued, so I'm not real sure what's going on. Um, but anyway, I hope we see more of them. I think that would be cool. Um, I guess I could read all this back print, but I'm not going to. Um, it might tell me what I want to know. Uh, but anyway... Um, I thought, I thought overall the story was fine. So, Logan. Don't know how he got out or how he came back. If it had to do with the stone or if he just found the stone later. It looked like he was searching for it. Right? Yeah. So something prompted him. There's, there's a big mystery there. I have no idea where that's going to pay off. What book is going to be in. Um, doesn't look like there's room to do it in the X titles right now. So, it may be somewhere else. Um, or maybe it'll be after... The Laura Dawkins story in All New Wolverine? I don't know. Um, I am anxious to learn. Um, and I'm so glad to have Logan back. I. So what do you think, what do you hope this means? You know, the characters we've been following along in the podcast, what do you, what do you hope this means? I hope it means I can take a Sharpie shiv to Old Man Logan. I think there's a good chance. We'll see. Okay. Just send him back to the wasteland and yeah. let him waste away. I agree. Um, I as far as Logan and Wolverine, part of me does not want to see Laura lose the part of her that is Wolverine. The mantle, right? The title. I mean, the character wouldn't change, but there's there's a <coughs> there's something about her being the Wolverine. Yeah, that I don't want to lose. And I can almost see it, and this is going to sound weird, 
but an Alfred Bruce Wayne kind of a thing where Laura stays Wolverine, but Logan is there to kind of keep her on the straight and narrow. Like maybe she gets, I don't know, Logan coming back just throws her in a tailspin and she doesn't know and he helps kind of write her or, you know, it's that whole you're back, but I don't know if you're you or, you know, there's that level of trust. And so they work on that and they become a team that way. You know, there's so many avenues, but I would like to see Logan be more of a mentor. I agree. Than a here, I'm going to get in my yellow tights and (laughs) go with you. Yeah. So here's what I hope happens. Not to say that he couldn't ever put the uniform back on or wear it from time to time. I hope that old man Logan goes away. The book gets canceled and the character just ceases to exist. Yes. Um, I hope Logan shows up on an X-Men team. I guess maybe I'm not really loving the team books right now, especially gold. I don't want to see him in gold because then I'll just start reading it more. Um, But um, I hope that he is a supporting character in all new Wolverine or just Wolverine, if that's what it's called, where he is kind of that mentor to Laura. Um, I don't think, unless she doesn't believe it's him, unless there's mystery to whether his true identity, which the open adamantium shell seems pretty clear to me, but but someone, someone broke it open and took the body, right? Yeah. The whole who stole the who stole the body thing. Um, so it's possible, right? Um, but unless there's that mistrust, just based on the way she acted in Generations, I don't see her doing anything but embracing his return and being happy for him to be back. Um, I do hope he gets his own book. Maybe just call it Just Logan. Not yeah. Old Man Logan, just Logan. Just Logan. And, you know, like I said, if he wants to put the cow on every now and then, that's fine. But let him mostly just run around in, in plain clothes and... Because I don't think that the problem with the Old Man Logan book is that he wasn't Wolverine. I think the problem was that just not the best writing all the time. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, I I hate to bring and the because, movies into this, yeah. but the movie Logan, you know, Hugh Jackman never put on a costume. Right. He never put on leotards. He never did any of that. And he was a bitter old man. But even with all of that, he was still Logan and we still saw that part of him that was caring and touching. And, you know, he had that moment when he buried Xavier and it's like, I couldn't take him out to sea, but you know, I'm going to bury him next to this lake or this pond. And it's going to be the, the best thing I can do. And I wish I could do more. And there's that, you know, genuine, I've, I've failed at this. I failed at everything in life and I failed at this. And so we still had that bitter Logan, but that conflicting, you know, lovable, everything we love about Logan. Whereas I feel like old man Logan in the comic books is just bitter beer face all the time (laughs) and constantly complaining. Just he's not Logan. And I think that's, that's the part that I've had a problem connecting with. Is to me, it's, it's not Logan. It's not, it's just some bitter guy who lived in the <laughs> desert and needs a shave. Right. Yeah. No, I, I, 
I would love to see him have some solo adventures. You know, maybe not necessarily put the eye patch back on, but kind of those types of stories. You know, maybe go to Madripoor, maybe hop around the world a little bit. Yeah. And just pop in. I want him and Noir to have a relationship. I want that to be important to both of the characters in whatever books they end up in. <coughs> but it doesn't have to be a constantly around each other thing. Right. Like he can still go off and be... Logan was always kind of running from place to place, and he can still do that. Right. Um, you know, maybe there's a big story with the gems. Maybe he even goes to space with the Guardians for a little bit in their search for the gems. Or maybe they come find him. You know, I don't know. Um, but I think there's definitely a place for him to be back in the universe... And and also, I don't want it. I don't I want. Don't Ward. want the microverse to come back with him. <laughs> That's not really integral to Wolverine. That's something different. I'm sorry. Yeah. I just had to put that out there. Yeah. If the microverse pops up again, I'm, I'm done. Right. But I don't want. If they do both stay Wolverine, I'm okay with that too. Like, if there's two Wolverines, that's fine. Um, then we can have a real Wolverines book right. that might be decent. Maybe. Oh, that brings back bad memories. <laughs> um, but what I don't want is for Laura to be a sidekick. No. A, I don't think it's fair to Laura and the character and really fair to Tom Taylor and everything he's done for the book. I also don't really need a sidekick with a sidekick with a sidekick. And if you throw Wolverine back in the mix and Laura becomes a sidekick, then Gabby is a sidekick to a sidekick and Jonathan is a sidekick to a sidekick to a sidekick. And that's just too, that's too much chain of command for one book. Can you imagine if they all got matching uniforms? They, (laughs) they look like the Incredibles. (laughs) Yeah, they would. Not in a good way. Um, (laughs) Anyway, um, a lot of mystery in his return. A lot to be sussed out, but I'm excited, and I I hope. I'm holding my breath. Oh yeah, they can they can mess it up for sure, but I hope they don't. I don't think they will. I I think they have a plan. So I'm how really long has Wolverine been dead? Well, I mean, it's been in the span of this podcast, so less than five years. Yeah, but um, I want to say really, it's only been a year. No, I think it's been about three years. Has he really been dead three years? I think give or take, yeah. So he died right before we got married? Or right after we got married? We're about to have our fourth anniversary. Yeah. And so about a year after we got married. <laughs> yeah, but a year after we got married, we went to Chicago. I don't remember. Actually, that sounds about right. Cause I think, it doesn't? Yeah, because we were getting ready to do Death and Wolverine. Oh, okay. Somewhere around there. It, I couldn't look it up, but I just three years. Wow! It, sorry, my mind is trying to wrap itself around that. <laughs> All right. Well, anything else you want to say about his his return? No. Like I said, please sniff right in that mic. <laughs> I'm sorry, <laughs> I one side of my nose is just completely stuffed up. So I apologize. <laughs> it's all right. To everybody. You yes. really don't want to hear my sniffling. Right. Right. Well, obviously, lots of excitement about the return of Logan. What do you want to grade the book? Oh. Hmm. I'm going to give it four out of six. Okay. I would I would have made it higher, but 
man, it was daunting to read. And and to be honest, I don't read all those other comics. And so some of it I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to give it four out of six as well. Um, it's hard for me to even fathom giving an Esau Ribbick book four out of six claws, but you only did chunks of the book, and those those are my favorite chunks of the book. Um, I noticed it was pretty good, but it did feel... I'm not Heavy. sure how much of a story it was. I, maybe that's my problem. I didn't feel like it was a story. I felt like as a viewer, we were given a bunch of, Vignettes. you know what it felt like? It felt like when you go to the movies and you see all the previews for the other movies. <laughs> so you never really no, like. But it's like if you were watching a movie and they had related trailers in the middle. Right. <laughs> like a commercial. Just, yeah. Yeah. yeah it, it doesn't have the best flow. And I understand what they're trying to do and. I'm trying to get you pumped for all these books and all these stories. I do really, really want to see where the main story plays out and where it goes. Is there another legacy series with these characters or is there something else that happens? I'm not sure, but I'll be keeping my ear on that. I thought it was a miniseries, but maybe I'm wrong. You're wrong. Dan. I have no idea. Jack, you guys let me know. Y'all know that kind of stuff. Y'all do your homework. I haven't been very good at my homework lately. But um, yeah. So four out of six claws for legacy number one. I'm not, just run out. I don't really have time to do the podcast at all. <laughs> but we still do it for y'all. Yes. No. And I, and did not mean to sound uh, grumpy. I love doing the podcast. You're so grumpy. I am grumpy. You're wearing your grumpy old man socks too. I'm not. I'm barefoot. Oh, sorry. You normally wear your grumpy old man socks. Yes. With your grumpy old man wife beater and your mm. grumpy old man shorts. Yes. Well, Denise, you're welcome to hang around and continue drawing. I'm going to cover a couple of other things real fast. So, <laughs> I'm going to turn your mic off, though. You're going to keep sniffing right in it. I'm, I'm going to turn it away for a second. Okay. Anyway, um, since it came out this week and since uh, scheduling, basically mine, is going to prevent us from recording as soon as I'd like, I'm going to spare Dan and Georgie. Because he's the weekend to a really Again. long music concert. Yeah, Austin City Limits. Here I come. <clears throat> and he's leaving me at home with the two kids. Oh, you can handle it. You got Max. So anyway, I'm going to spare Georgie and Dan from X-Men Blue number 12. I'm going to talk about it real fast. Toil and Trouble Part 3, written by Colin Bunn. Art by Douglas Franchin. Eaten by Scott Hanna. Colors by Guru Effects and Matt Yaki. Letters by VC Joe Caramagna, and the cover is by Arthur Adams and Peter Steigerwald. And on this cover, we have a very classic Arthur Adams X-Men looking cover where we have Mrs. Sinister and her bustier, I guess. Um, some crazy sweets. It kind of looks like she's, you know what it looks like? It looks like she's in one of the pre-monsters uh, stripper girls in uh, From Dust Till Dawn. Uh, but with a sinister diamond on her forehead. Anyway, she has the X-Men blue team tied up in a bunch of string hanging from her hand um, with her very ornate loose sleeves. Um, 
It's not a terrible cover, but it doesn't really do much for me, if I have to be completely honest. Um, so anyway, remember in this story, the Goblin Queen is here for reasons, trying to bring the other Goblin Queens to her. Um, we see some broken uh, X photos from an alternate dimension. We get blood, some more background on Bloodstorm. Uh, after she pickpocketed Dracula and became a vampire, she was taken in by the X-Men. But she eventually <gasps> turned on them and sucked all their blood. said, I want to suck your blood, my mentor. And she sucked Professor X, well, <laughs> his blood. Uh-huh. <laughs> then we go back to the new X-Mansion in Madripoor, which, um, where our heroes are encased in mud. And Beast is selling his soul to the Goblin Queen, um, but is conflicted about it. We get a brief story with uh, Jimmy Hudson and Angel and the Blob. We find out this is Ultimate Blob and the Sheriff. Um, we find out that Jimmy is somehow responsible for all these experiments. Or not responsible, but like the catalyst for all these experiments. The Miss Sinister was running that he's a key ingredient if you will and he doesn't like it doesn't like being used but then blob turns into Clayface and then melts away and runs down the drain um yep so then um the X-Men uh Scott and Jean show up with the Rakshaw from Madripoor and try to fight the Goblin Queen then Storm decides you know what Goblin Queen's probably not gonna honor her her deal um, she's probably not going to cure me so I'm going to betray her um, we find some more ultimate X-Men bodies we find Quicksilver he's dead um, go back to Madripoor for more fighty fight uh, doesn't bode well for the X-Men but Bloodstorm convinces Beast to betray the Goblin Queen because his inner evil bad mojo is feeding her energy so he does, he turns against her, she loses her power. <coughs> her sisters suck her back into non-existence somewhere. Uh, Beast turns back into just regular Beast. And Bloodstorm joins the X-Men Blue team. The Rockshaw decide they're not going to join the team because in honor of their old mentor Patch, they cannot work with Magneto because they were bitter enemies. Um, I still like that they follow Patch. That's kind of cool. Um, the rest of this I don't care for. Um, so Bloodstorm joined the X-Men Blue Team. I don't care. Um, you know, here's some better ideas. X-Men Gold is not using Storm at all. So just take real Storm. Put her on X-Men Blue. Or, if you really need a vampire, take Jubilee. She would fit in great on this X-Men Blue team, I think. <coughs> and also, I don't know, her whole story of I come from a different time where I killed all the X-Men. I'm a little too burnt out on Old Man Logan right now to appreciate that. Um, so I don't really care. Don't really care about her joining the team yet. Maybe it'll turn out to be cool, but I'm not excited at this point in time. Did not really care about this Goblin Queen story. I can't tell where they're going with the Jimmy Hudson story um 
It seems almost vague in an uninteresting way right now, but maybe it'll pick up. Um, the art in this book is not very good. It's not bad. It's not It's not for me. Um, I'm going to give X-Men Blue number 12 two out of six claws. Uh, if Dan and or Georgie disagree, they can take me to task on our next episode when we get to the Mojo story. All right. So because we talked about Legacy, I got a free Legacy Previews number three. I got number one, didn't get number two, but, you know, my comic shop just gives it to me, so I cannot complain. Uh, it's mostly covering the Phoenix Resurrection and Return of Parentheses Adult Jean Grey. Um, I'm just going to run through some of these books real fast. <coughs> so, The Return of Jean Grey and Phoenix Resurrection. That's going to be a story. I don't know how much I care. If it replaces Young Jean, no thanks. Because that book is much better. Um, Marvel 2-in-1 is coming back with The Thing and the Human Torch on the search for the Fantastic Four. First of all, I love Jim Chong, but also I'm pretty interested in this story. I think it'll be fun. And I also saw a thing where this could be leading up to Fantastic Four number, what was it, 600, I think? 700, maybe? I don't remember. Um, so this story, could, if it runs like 11 or 12 issues, which is very feasible, then read titles to Fantastic Four for their comeback in a big milestone issue. Uh, I don't remember who said that. I apologize. One of my buds on Twitter said that, and I think it's a good idea. Or I mean, I think it's a likely idea. Whether it's good or not, irrelevant, I guess. Um, Black Bolt, I have not been reading, and while this art looks amazing, I'm just not ready to, to jump on an Inhuman book right now, I don't think. Um, the Search for Ms. Marvel can be cool. Uh, the re- original cast returned in Generation X. don't think it's going to save the book for me. But people are liking this book that aren't me, so I don't know. <coughs> I... This does not bode well for the episodes of Georgie and Georgie and Jan, uh, Georgie and Dan. This new Weapon X story, you know, I've been waiting for this kind of Wolverine Green story to be over. Um, I'm even maybe less excited about the next one. They go to a third world country where some people are killing mutants, and the people are taking the nuke pills. Do you remember Nuke, a very two-dimensional character? Uh, that was introduced during Frank Miller's Daredevil run. Um, it was kind of okay in the Jessica Jones TV series, but it wasn't really the same character. Not much, anyway. Um, but this is a guy, he has the American flag tattoo on his face, and he takes pills that make him kind of like Donald Trump. <laughs> uh, a very uber-violent Donald Trump. Donald Trump's fantasy. Um, anyway, I'm not really interested in them fighting a bunch of those guys. Um, so, I don't know. But Hawkeye Family Reunion looks awesome. Clint and Kate back again. Looks great. Um, Unbeatable Squirrel Girl is a book I know I need to read, but just don't have the budget for it right now. Maybe some other time. Uh, Tales of Suspense, starting over with number 100. 100, that is. Um, Bucky and Hawkeye looking for Black Widow. Someone's out there killing her old enemies. Is it her? Sounds like a pretty good story. We'll see. Uh, Monsters Unleashed, I'm not doing. Iceman, um, one of my favorite books right now. 
Uh, Venom Inc. Uh, not really excited, but it's Ryan Stegman doing the art, and it is Amazing Spider-Man, so I'll probably still read it. Um, Captain America looks great with Chris Samney and Mark Wade. Uh, the Avengers, I've been hearing really great things. I kind of dropped that book, even though I love Del Mundo's art. Um, I will probably not jump in on the High Evolutionary story, but might after that. So that would be the same application to Champions. Probably not going to do the High Evolutionary thing. Um, Uncanny Avengers, uh, Stars and Guardians. Looks like it might be fine. Um, I've been really enjoying that book, so I don't see any reason why I won't like it. Uh, we talked about Iron Man. It's renumbering to 595. Search for Tony Stark. Looks like fun. Incredible uh, Hulk. I will probably wait for Marvel Unlimited to read the new Planet Hulk. Though the story of uh, Totally Awesome Hulk versus Odinson looks pretty great. It's a great cover. Um, of course, Thor is one of the best books on the shelf. I'll keep reading it. Um, I may. I've been really. In, I'm kind of torn on Renew Your Vows. Um, it's been one of the best spider books out there. I may take the opportunity of the time jump to just say I don't need to keep it in my budget right now. Um, Spectacular Spider-Man looks great, of course. It's been great. Scarlet Spider, I don't read. Spider-Gwen, I don't read. Yeah, shame on me, whatever. Um, Spider-Man with a new Sinister Six looks like it could be fun. Spider-Man versus Deadpool, I'm not into. This cover by Chris Boccolo, really into, but probably won't buy the book. Um, Defenders, uh, The Kingpin's Portal of New York, looks like a great story. Uh, Jessica Jones, I haven't been reading, uh, Daredevil, uh, Mayor Fisk, sounds like a great story, maybe a little bit like President Luther, but, you know, that was good too. Um, Iron Fist, uh, we're bringing Sabretooth back to this book, which I think sounds really fun. Of course, this was the book that Sabretooth first appeared in. Luke Cage, I've been enjoying. Um, so, yeah. Punisher, uh, the idea of Punisher and War Machine armor is interesting to a degree, but I probably won't buy it. Uh, Spirits of Vengeance, I'm going to buy and make sure if Ethan can read it, I'll buy it for him. Don't tell him, I don't really care. <laughs> um, Captain Marvel is a great book. Moon Knight, I'm not really into... Always loved him visually. Never really cared for his stories. She-Hulk. Um, this book is on the, the fence for me. I really enjoyed the first arc. Not as much as the second one. Uh, maybe it's just time to take a break and wait for Unlimited on that one. Uh, Black Panther, I love. Uh, Doctor Strange is going to have a Loki, Sorcerer Supreme. That could be interesting. Jean Grey, of course, the Psych War story. Unbelievable Gwenpool, no thanks. Falcon, I will give a shot because I love Sam. Um, America, I'm waiting for Unlimited. Royals, oh, I've not been reading this book at all, but Javier Rodriguez is doing the art. It's going to be tempting, but I'll probably wait. And let's see. Oh, Secret Warriors has a Mr. Sinister storyline that looks cool, but probably wait for the trade. Um, and it looks like Magic's going to join that team. That's cool. Um, <clears throat> Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur, still going. Um, Thanos, haven't been reading. 
in Guardians of the Galaxy, the hunt for the gem, Infinity Gems we talked about earlier. Looks great. Um, all right. X-Men Gold. I don't know if I can keep reading, guys. Um, so we have a big multi-part story with this Kola Goth Space Empire guy. I just don't know if I can do multi-part of Wizard Trump in space. Um, may, may get cut. All New Wolverine. Uh, the more I look at it, <laughs> the more I agree with Denise. Not sure how much I love this cover. But someone looks like someone has the, bl- the Matsumura blade and is cutting off. Laura's claws through the adamantium. So that's interesting. Uh, Scarlet Samurai and Old Man Logan, I'm hoping, is the last cover. I mean, the last storyline of that book. I will see, I guess. X-Men Blue, Cross Time Capers. Um, a nod to the old Excalibur story, which was mostly good. Um, so this chapter has them in 2099. Uh, we will see. We will see. The team books uh, just kind of wearing thin on me, which is too bad as an X-Men fan lifelong. Um, Cable, uh, I'll be looking at the newer mutants because we have Laura in there. Um, Despicable Deadpool, why well, I like the idea of Deadpool versus Cable. Probably not. Um, X-Men Grand Design, don't know. Don't know. Well, it's going to be a lot of rehash, but it looks really, the art looks great. So, I don't know. That may be a trade. Um, I'm not doing Inhumans, Once and Future King. As much as Dan and Matt both loved it, I'm going to wait and read Runaways way in the future after I go back and read the original stuff. Deadpool versus Old Man Logan. Feels like it's going to be homework. Um, Astonishing X-Men. I'm waiting to get better. Um, Punisher Max Platoon nah Star Wars The Last Jedi Storms of Crate mm, we'll see Star Wars Poe I've been enjoying of course the regular book is good uh, Dr. Aphra I haven't been doing Darth Vader is great uh, didn't do Mace Windu I tried the first issue was kind of bored and that is our legacy previews so I hope you enjoyed my little run through that and my little two cents worth maybe it was good maybe it wasn't but that's why it's at the end so, anyway, that's going to do it uh, for this episode, talking about legacy. There's that word again. Um, <laughs> uh, so, for usual, uh, you can like the Facebook page uh, for the podcast and go snicked. Twitter is at snickcast. Um, website with show notes is snickcast.podbean.com. And I don't know what will be next, but it will be something. I hope, maybe... Yeah, well, I'm not going to say. Maybe something. Um, So anyway, until next time, hugs and snicks, everybody. Bye-bye. And snacked.